Three, two, three, two. Say something into yours. Say Nicole. something. Oh, hey, yeah, hey. What oh. up? DC Universe! In the <laughs> DC. house! <laughs> oh my god! There's so many. This thing so is. So many fucking scenes. Yeah, A lot it's of ridiculous. Happen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Machination Log. The movie crew is back. Oh, from with hiatus. The, with the most relevant movie we've done to date. We were, the last time we were doing this, I know the month it was, because we were in the middle of Woke History Month. Oh, that's right. We had yeah. just finished doing Sorry to Bother You and Do the Right Thing. Right. We didn't, did we even podcast on any of that stuff? Oh, we did on those two. Oh, not on the later one. We did a two for, yeah. no, we didn't do anything. I mean, let's, let's roll back for a second. Uh, how's the last six, seven, however many months been in movie, movie land around here? I mean, we've been watching stuff, but not necessarily the most high quality yeah. of things. Had a ter- there was a Tarantino movie. Uh, absolutely. We'll probably talk about that later because I don't go to the theater, so I got to wait till it's on video right. or I can stream it on some sort of service. That's fair. That's definitely that movie needs more than one watch. I'm I, sure I it does. don't know how I feel about that movie just walking out right. of it. Though a lot of that's because I don't actually understand the references, and that movie seems heavy on them. Okay. So, Absolutely. Um, so what? There was once upon a time we watched. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Sweet Sweetbacks, badass song. Yeah, that was. Um, that one I thought we actually were going to talk about because it's just perplexing in its uh, airiness and um, lack of story, but yet so culturally relevant to black people being in movies. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a, it's a good yeah. time. It's ambitious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, read the Wikipedia article it's, it's, on that. And it's truly, <laughs> it's truly an independent film, other, unlike what we're talking about today. Yeah. This yeah. is... This There's is, no yeah. way of, that film had any insurance policy taken out on the, its production. Like, no way in hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it shows in some of the. So anyway, we can yeah. read the Wikipedia uh, page. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll do we'll do some kind of retrospective at some point. But we needed to get. Well, this David in. also moved, so we're now podcasting in a totally different location. Yeah, so venues. That was, that was partially yeah. why there was a long hiatus here. Yeah, right. there there were excuses that yeah. could be leveled about why this didn't happen for a while. Um, but I feel like I'm ready to start talking about movies again. Okay. Um, and uh, we're. I think we picked a banger to talk about to bring us well, up to. This was the number one movie in China yeah. in 2018. So, dear listener, you might be wondering what sort of movie, right? What sort of classic of the art form of cinema has brought us back to the podcast table, right? What would have what after seeing such uh, ambitious uh, and worthy films in our in our previous and history complex. of oh, I mean, and what could possibly bring us to the table? Yes, what could possibly bring us back? David, what movie are we reviewing? Uh, we're reviewing Jason Momoa's Aquaman. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, well, and we're also in the middle of a hurricane watch right now. So just, uh, you know, situationally, Aquaman's really the, um, he's the hero that we need right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. The stars aligned. Yeah. And we are here. Yeah, Hurricane Dorian. Um, for those of you in the past, we didn't know just yet that it was just going to stop and rotate at 160 miles an hour for the rest of time. Yeah, and the but, great but, white yeah, eye but the of, Bahamas of the world. Could, cer- could certainly use Aquaman right now. Yeah. Um, so as Nicole was alluding, uh, this movie was bananas successful internationally. Yeah. Uh, this is the 22nd highest grossing film of all time. It made somewhere in the ballpark of like 1.125 bill. Billion? Yeah. A B. Would a B. Would a B. American. And a lot of that money 
came from China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Hollywood thought that, you know, if they stick more Asian people in movies, that their movies will do better in that. But um, that's really not the case. People just want to see Jason Momoa. No, they were wrong. And I'm finding that this is this is coming up a lot. I don't want to necessarily identify this as a backlash of identity politics or anything yeah. weird like that. But there was a lot of scuttlebutt that went around when Star Wars was going to star a woman and a black guy. And like there was this, oh, what's this going to, you know, either it was race baiting or no one was going to watch it. And it turns out, I think the most measured explanation for this is that uh, people were going to go see a new Star Wars movie. Regardless. Like, it didn't yeah. really matter who they cast yeah. in the roles. Like, yeah. And you know this. This is a weird thing that can that can roll. But I I do kind of want to dwell on why the Asian market adores this film because it's you know you would think that oh just put more Asian people in the film and they'll watch. No, the that, film. but that, that's clearly not the that's answer. That's not the answer. What's funny is they probably like it for the same reason we accidentally watched this movie, which was you know because two weeks ago we made a joke about watching Aquaman, and I was like, I'll watch Jason Momoa in something for two and a half hours. Yeah, and that was. All we really needed. And that that philosophy pervades other parts of this movie. Yeah. This movie is, as Ryan said, very complex. It's very deep. There's a lot of themes going on. Yeah. And by and that, I, I mean it's about a dumb guy <laughs> um, who is related to or attracted to two very traditionally hot women. Yes. Like, it's this, this plot is well, impossible also- to follow, but you don't have to because it doesn't matter. Um, Jason Momoa just goes around and beats the shit out of people. Well, and it's also in its scale, uh, you know, it's very epic in its scale. And I, I know that, uh, just from the movies that China produces, like Chinese people, they like epics. Like they want things big. We want to see big armies. We want to see big sets. We want to see big fucking worlds. And this movie has all of that. Yes. Hero is a Chinese movie, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hero's a perfect... I mean, if you need an analog to the fight choreography in this film in certain places, particularly the war near the end, Hero's expansiveness in, you know, like the ranks and the arrows fire, like the, 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 the horizontality of just like the horizon coming at you, this movie has that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that I think like that's really at the heart. That's what Asian people want. Look, I'm on board for it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. We got to start clipping through this thing. Yeah, though, this, thing, it is- this thing, it, it, it moves. It never revisits anything twice. Um, and there's a lot of sections to work through. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lo- there's a lot of set work. They this I think the budget for this movie was like 160 or something. That's what I read somewhere around and there. And they put in the fucking work because yeah. there are a lot of sets, even if most of the sets are fake. Like, yeah. They, they so there is there's extensive world building, uh, even though none of those worlds are dwelled on for more than a scene or basically. matter or yeah yeah. But there is there is there is unbelievable amounts of world building put into this film. And the movie begins with um, was it Polynesian Joe Rogan boarding up his house because he's a lighthouse uh, he's a lighthouse curator and there's right? a storm coming. There's yeah. a storm there's a storm which we can, which we, we can relate to right absolutely now. Yeah. yeah. I felt touched. Yeah. <laughs> And as he's got, so, you know, we got the first set, right, is the light, lighthouse set, well, which and, ironically is the only set used twice, right? The beginning and the end <laughs> of yeah, the movie. Yeah, well, and, us. and because this is a comic book film, we, of course, have to start with our origin story. So how did Aquaman come to be? And yes. That is because a lovely looking fish woman uh, named Atlanta, played by Nicole Kidman, washes up ashore 
on um, Polynesian Joe Rogan's lighthouse, and they they hit it off. Yeah, yeah, right away, right away, absolutely. Yeah, there's very little like their communication is mostly nonverbal, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. but you know that seems to work for both of them. Yeah, and then suddenly they have a kid. Yeah, and that's that's fine. And the kid's two years old before the Atlanteans come looking. For Atlanta, so she actually did have time to raise him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's Atlantis definitely see like there's there's an idea that Atlantis has fallen from grace in a literal and metaphorical sense that's played throughout this film, and w- this is one of the subtle hints of this upfront because this is a sophisticated film um, <laughs> that that they don't appear to the Atlanteans don't appear to be able to track the location of their queen. It takes them like three years to find her. She's on a coast. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. right next to water. Like she didn't like go hiding. Right. She's no, just, no. She's, just she's literally living in the house on the shore where she washed up two years prior. Well, it is heavily implied that the pull of the sea is so powerful for these race for this race of people, only whom the most elite can breathe in both environments. Yeah. Right? Like, but still, she has a she has a pull for the sea. And I think that's what I just took away from it. I mean, that's all. And she was the queen. So there was, you know, she she was supposed to get married to the whoever the king was at that time and stuff. So they do eventually find her and she is torn away from the family so that, you know, Aquaman then is raised as a single child by his dad. Yeah. The true tragedy of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's affected by this. But not in any material or meaningful way. Like, he still has all of the... In fact, he doesn't merely have all the powers of an Atlantean. He has, like, several powers that nobody has. Yeah, he has has super, both superhuman and super-Lantean powers. And this mixture, right? Somehow, right, Aquaman wins this genetic lottery, right? Yeah, because he has, has, like, exponentially more powers than both races individually um he has them combined and exponentially higher right so we get like hit the pure blood the the pure blue blood of atlantan atlantean royalty mm-hmm. combined with the impressive podcasting powers of polynesian joe rogan right <laughs> combined together and you can commune with fish yeah he is like a super organism makes perfect sense what's good about that i find the movie starts, and we we know that Aquaman can talk to fish. Like that's his thing. Yeah. Like we that we, was the we, only we, thing. Well, I slow down. Know slow down. It. I was not aware of this. Oh, I mean, this I am not. I'm not a comic book enthusiast. That was the so. only thing I was aware of about <laughs> Aquaman. Actually, uh, the only other thing I was aware of is that he is a blonde guy. Yeah, I knew he was Aryan. That was yeah. the only thing I knew about him was that he was Aryan. Well, that's and he been had updated that sweet for the ass <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But um I know I started way behind on this film, which is why probably why I found it so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh once again, as in all all things, the mutt wins out. Yes. Um and but it's revealed later on, I, as I was gonna come to, we we know that he can commune with fish, and that gives us our late title card and an aquarium. But then he goes into Atlantis, and it turns out no one else can do that. No, yeah, like, no, no one there, else can there talk was to fish. The, like the original king of Atlantis back before time immemorial. He had that power, and Momoa is the first person to to have that power resurrected. Yeah, mm. and then the other thing he has that no one else seems to have, which is important in the next scene, um. Is that he's invincible. Yes. Yeah, his skin is impervious <laughs> to rocket launchers, knives, and bullets. Yeah. Yes. Which, and we're, 
we get we re- re- revealed this of course because right after the title card we we get that we get the basic powers down and stuff. Okay, cool. We go into the title card and we get this pirate scene, right? These like these um this whole black this crew. father son yes. pirate outfit. Pi- yes, this black crew, figuratively and literally, this this black pirate cl- crew comes on and, and pirates this Russian submarine. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to pile. Uh, they're trying to commandeer a uh, Russian nuclear sub. slaughter everyone. Oh yeah, right? everyone they come into contact, just slaughtering them. Right, and of course this disturbance in the underwater force draws our hero Aquaman to the scene. Apparently, he was on his way to Target in his chinos and vest. Yeah. Uh, removes vest <laughs> to be just clad in chinos and his gorgeous, he can gorgeous swim skin. Really good in jeans. Yeah, absolutely. So he shows up in work be- uh, work boots and chinos. Uh, he's gonna defeat the bad guys on this, and as we said, he's going to do so because he is invincible. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, he takes a, a shot to direct hit from a rocket launcher. He is shirtless. He does not have any sort of body armor or anything. Absolutely. Uh, it has no effect on him. Yeah. And this scene takes place, right, this whole explosion invincibility scene is revealed to us as they have a firefight inside of a torpedo storage facility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Inside the submarine. Absolutely. Danger present, but accordingly not to him. I I love the winks they have that all these torpedoes are here, like that's supposed to mean something, and it just doesn't. Well, and that's the thing. They're only dangerous as a weight when they fall on people. (laughs) Yeah. Like... Like, no, like yeah, because none of them are armed and ready. Are we to sure go. they're torpedoes? They could just be, you know, like uh, mobile containment devices that haul, like you know, so, water. So during this this submarine section, we have like a second origin story that's running concurrently, um, which is uh, Black Manta, because you know him and his dad are the Black Pirates, Aqua Pirates, or whatever. They had some name. They were like some like frog something or other. Some sort of Navy SEAL thing, but yep. uh, yeah, we kind of zoned out yeah. when like, yeah, when people it matters like said, as much as everything yeah, else. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. But so we have the concurrent or- origin story where uh, you know our our Black Manta sees Aquaman kill his father, and we have to go through the entire losing a parent origin story again. Just 20 minutes into the film, yeah, yeah. we've got a double on yeah. the parental debts and. The two groups take it very differently. Yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa doesn't know about it. Because he's very young at the time. Yeah, and he's deceived by Willem Dafoe, as we find out in the future past. Because he yes. just thinks his mom is dead at that point. Well, what? and I think we learned an important lesson about how to deal with trauma, right? We, we do the Momoa example, right? We just run away from it. Just right, reject. Just run to happy hour. It. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Don't suppress. Sulk. Yeah. Don't be angry that your father was, you know, committed sepa- grenade seppuku <laughs> because his leg was trapped under. under, under I'm sorry, I can't. I can't this. <laughs> because his leg was trapped under a torpedo in a rapidly sinking submarine, which is your fault yes, entirely I, yeah, for you were, being you, there. Yeah, you guys oh. were the ones jacking the submarine. There was danger, and you should have known this. This is the most emotional mercenary duo in mm-hmm. history. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, they take their jobs so personally. Oh God. So yeah. So Daddy dies. Uh, commits, like I said, as I said, grenade seppuku. Black Sun runs from the explosion that almost fucking murdered Merks him in the yeah. same fucking room. But regardless, uh, we assume he gets away. Um, um, uh, Aquaman saves the Russian, sa- the innocent Russian sailors on a yeah. nuclear submarine. Yes, um, and and he um, does this all in time to go to happy hour with his dad. That yeah, with night. with with now aged and true to true to form. Yeah, Polynesian Joe Rogan. 
Look, he's only got one leg to stand on for it, but Jason Momoa will not be said not to be a family man. Absolutely. No, him and his dad are clearly very close. Yeah. They hang out in bars together. Yeah. They get selfies. They drink stout. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They watch themselves on television. Yeah. And as we said here, Aquaman, normal dude, right? Just Just your average, gorgeous... Extremely yeah, like if a biker, fucking testosterone. If biker, if a biker was really, really, really good looking, right? You'd have Aquaman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and you'd be better for it because I mean the the thing is, even though a lot of people hate people like Jason Momoa, it never hurts to have a couple of them around. No, like and his and his he's a appeal, fairly easygoing guy. Yeah, no, yeah. he he'll get out of your way if he needs to be out of your way. You need someone to drive your your parasail boat, right? Like he's your dude. Yeah, he'll he's, do it. he's got it. Something, I got a rig. If something falls on you, he can help pick it up. Yeah, yeah. and he won't. You know, he won't ask for favors. No. Like he's not in it for that. No, and this he's is cool. he's he as as we as we established through this movie, he is unworthy. I mean, that's the core yeah, feature he's of just his personality. Dude. Yeah. He has the humility yeah. that no yeah. Marvel superhero will ever have. No. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what makes him a good guy. Absolutely. A good conservative Christian child. That's like the only thing they don't have is Christianity in this. Yep. Um, the yeah. religiosity is left entirely. Well, I don't know. Sea. I don't know what Atlanteans believe in. They probably have many well, sea good, gods. I'll tell you what Atlanteans believe in because the scene after we establish just the outright wondrous normalcy of Jason Momoa is we get a kind of nice instructional video about the fact that the Atlanteans somehow haven't revised their constitution in like four thousand fucking <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah. So yeah. So after this, this you know, this scene uh, with Momoa, we get revealed one of our first of many of these underwater civilizations. Yes. Yes. So the, okay, I don't. I, this is all too just nebulous and complex for me to deal with. But Patrick Wilson plays Orm. Who's a king? But there's like multiple kings, and then they meet in this well, like dilapidated place where he explains that there used to be seven kings who used to decide shit together, but now there's only four kings. I don't. I'm just. You know, I and don't the care. empire. The empire needs to get along, and, and Patrick Orm, or no, Patrick Orm, yeah, Pat, King Orm, King Orm. The Patrick's the name of the actor. Sorry, yeah, sorry. You know he. I know it's too much to hold in your no, head. No, I know, I know. <laughs> he feels like he needs to unite the underwater kingdoms. Yes, to become ocean, ocean master. master. And we all know that because they pause before saying "ocean master." Like dum, that dum, term dum. Yeah. just yeah. means something. <laughs> I guess if if you're living in an underwater civilization, that that. Word is more impactful well, to you. But also, master. from a cinematic point of view, right? Like three consecutive bass notes just imply immediate gravity and seriousness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's what we have to have here. Well, and that's, we get the MacGuffin in the scene. Like they talk for like three minutes in this scene about drivel and bullshit, which is then immediately uh, subverted by an explosion, as all conversations in this movie are. Right. But the Ocean Master, we identify as an almost physical MacGuffin. Mm hmm. Through the fact that they pause before even in presenting the term. They're talking about what it means already. They're talking about, you know, we unite the kingdoms. And if you have a majority of the kingdoms, you get to be the leader. Mm-hmm. The ocean master. Right. As if, again, as if that word confers something else. And it does. It confers relevance. Yes. Because we don't care about what else they were talking about. Well, but then I just love that there's like this, like, you know, like I said, like this legal supremacy clause that exists in this fucking (laughs) vapid medieval fucking civilization. And they're like, you know, like, yeah, look, we had seven kingdoms. 
Three of them bonkers batshit. No one like we can't. You can't even talk. Some to of them. them have devolved into one of them, literal crustaceans. One of them doesn't even exist. Yeah. It's been desertified. <laughs> it's the Sahara fucking. They're like, do we need to update this? Like, you know, this like majority system we used to have. Four of seven. Fuck that. Let's just roll. Just yeah. Just well, roll. And so but while they're discussing this, uh, the Atlantans get a direct attack from the land. Yes. So every every scene with exposition that that precedes an action sequence must be kicked off with an explosion. Yeah, there's right? only one fight in this movie that actually doesn't start out with a proper explosion, and, it, and, and uh, no, this no, no. this first battle is definitely not it. Yeah, because yeah. we get we get in the middle of this exposition, we get like an empty nuclear submarine just launched into the middle of their quorum. Well, okay, so but we also too have to introduce the other key character here is that Orm is circling and floating and explaining everything supposedly that this other king already knows, uh, who is in fact Dolph Lundgren, yes. another king of some other kingdom underwater. Yeah. So, uh, right. So, anything else before we move on? Because what we find, and I want to make a link to this once we're done, right? So, Orm survives and destroys the. Uh, submarine that, of course, Black Mantis hijacked for him, blah, 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 plot yeah. reasons to simulate this attack in order to get, uh, for Orm to get the support he needs. Now, why is this all important? Because the scene that follows this Atlantean bargaining sesh is the, uh, this, uh, is uh, another major character is introduced, um, the hot redhead. Who's who's a hot redhead? Mira. Mira. Okay, or, good. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's only two women in this movie, and I, 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 I she, forget. She, she looks suspiciously like Ariel, the mermaid from The Little Mermaid. We'll look. We'll put a pin in that. Okay. Right, we'll put a okay. pin in that. I Mira think you're is right. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yes. Yeah. Right. And and she appears hot, dripping wet, as all our women should be. Uh, <laughs> There's <laughs> only two women in this movie, yes. so they both appear hot and dripping wet most of the time. Yeah. Now she appears hot. Hey, we need you. You're not worthy. We still need you. I know you're not worthy, uh, but we still need you. And he's like, I'm not worthy, and you don't need me. Right? Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, now, she's she's Dolph Lundgren's daughter, right? Now, that here, king. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Dolph Lundgren's daughter. Excellent, yeah. thank and you. And we I, know that because they're both green. Well, yes. and they both have red hair. Oh, that's true. Oh man, damn! The subtleties of yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. layers. Oh my yeah. god. Oh. So, okay, so here's why this I is knew funny. I picked the right movie. But no, but here's what I love this. So the preceding scene to them, you know, yammering outside of a dive bar, is the kings discussing this supposed. Legal supremacy, right? Yeah. Ocean, the ocean master supremacy, which is, by the way, the title of my third novel. The oh, this this legal supremacy that that is the total goal of Orm can be superseded, can be checkmated. It has a trump card, and it is a mystical trident that conveys ultimate Atlantean supremacy. Yes. So we're told that the, that Orm has this supposed power play. But if but someone no. shows up with this trident. With this legendary weapon, boom, everything's off the table, new legal realm, congratulations, you won. Yeah, so Mira, oh. so after this, Mira goes to find, you know, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, and let him know that if he gets this trident, he can supersede Orm's power and that that's the hero oh. they need. Yes, it's just, I mean, once again, so well constructed, right? We build something up, let's just knock it down the next scene. Here we go. And of course, uh, you know, as as all reluctant while, heroes. While the oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and as all reluctant heroes, you know, Aquaman, Aquaman isn't interested in uh, being the ocean master of the uh, 
you know, of the civilization. Yeah, no. classic the... fucking gifted child. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that that is ultimately he want what the this responsibility. is. This is this is the fight between the talented and the, the tryhards. Yeah. Well, and we have to establish this too about superhero heroness, right? Like you cannot ask them to intervene. They just randomly find disasters to respond to, right? Like yeah. what brought what brought Aquaman to that you know, uh, uh, to that to that uh, submarine under attack by 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 black pirates. Who knows? Was he in the neighborhood? The, in, nobody knows. He's just there. Yeah. Hey, it's it's a favor, right? I do you a favor. You don't ask me yeah, for to save something your civilization. Something bad was happening. I decided to intervene. Yes. I mean, a whim. I just I, I love that. I love it. I love it. So we move on, um, and now we find further Atlantean conspiracies. Orm. A player behind the scenes. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't know what the equivalent of an underwater smoke-filled room is, but apparently it's a surface-level hologram. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because he is in cahoots with uh, Black Manta, so he's working with the surface. Everything's on connected. Some level. I mean, this is one. Yeah. Nothing's wasted in this movie. Everything ties well, into everything else. Well, that's easy to do because there are only seven characters in this movie. Yes. I mean, in total, the most pedestrian person in the entire film is a commander underneath Black Manta. Right. And Black Manta himself is basically royalty. I mean, he has the capacity, he has a connection, a direct line mm -hmm. to the most powerful person in the sea who wasn't naturally gifted yeah. those powers. Uh, he just received a shipment of, uh, or he's about to receive a shipment of absurdly powerful super weaponry. Mm -hmm. Like, he he has Iron Man type intelligence, yes. which we find out soon. Um but there's really there's like seven people. There's mm -hmm. like there I, we can name them all. There's Aquaman. There's the king. There's the prince. There's Prince Orm. There is Black Manta. Mm -hmm. There's Mira. There's Mira. There's mommy. Uh, mommy. Uh, yeah. There's Polynesian what, Joe Atlanta. Rogan. And then Polynesian Joe Rogan. That's seven. Is yeah. there anyone else in this film? I don't think so. Uh, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah. yeah, there's nobody yeah. else in the movie. There's not even a there's not even a, like a people surrogate for the most part. No, the closest thing we get again is that commander, and that commander's just like a grunt. Yeah, like, they give him a name, and there's for some reason I don't need, like he. I'm sure he's in a comic. Yeah, like that's got to be the reason he has a name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's about the extent of it, and that makes it easy to do a conspiracy because yes. you don't have like these spandrels. Everything has to be a little incestuous. You have what? Oh, everything's very incestuous. Yeah, 140 minutes, mm -hmm. and the plot just keeps moving. You, you're, you're stuck with these people. Right. Um, speaking of being stuck with these people, um, we're now seeing that Mira has powers of some kind. She's yeah, the so, second person with superpowers. Yeah. In this so, film. We, so the the uh, one of the the underwater civilizations orchestrate this tidal wave to basically show the land that they're tired of. Uh, you know, the land dwellers dumping trash in their ocean. Right. Yeah, um, this tidal wave is very quiet. Um, <laughs> it comes literally out of nowhere. It just, yeah, it just shows up at some point. Um, it washes a huge number of ships just onto, uh, you know, beaches across the Atlantic. Uh, massive. This must have resulted in tens of thousands. Yeah, there's of deaths. There, there's a couple of great scenes where you know they just show like all the trash from the ocean getting washed up on shore. But the thing is, we like we never really revisit this. Afterwards. Well, but more importantly, right, the subtlety of the Atlantean diplomacy is to launch a sneak attack and then, you know, hide it behind a natural disaster. And then just move on with whatever they were dealing with in Well, this is but this is the weird thing, right? Like 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 humanity has yet to discover fully that like Atlant that this like undersea kingdom civilization Exists. actually Yeah, they yeah. Or like like clueless. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they're just like, I don't know, our trash is washing up on shore. What's going on? Nor is it of virtually any significance. Because the, the yeah. only person who seems to know anything about this is this crazy Asian man mm-hmm. uh, who's a news anchor or like some represent. Yeah, he's, he's a, a marine, marine bi- biologist. Stephen Shin. And they think that he's just basically but, a conspiracy guy because he keeps claiming that there's these underwater civilizations and everyone's like, dude, you don't know what you're talking and, about. And, but, but look, look let's, let's let's bring this back to the to the what we're supposed to be talking about here, right? Jason Momoa. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right, but what what <laughs> what we have to realize is that this massive attack, right? This this attack that destroyed coastlines for thousands of miles, right? That that was that was put upon, you know, regardless of oceanfront property or you know favelas in port in 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 Portugal, right? Yeah. In Brazil, it didn't matter, right? Because this attack could have happened, and if this attack did not directly threaten Polynesian Joe Rogan. Yeah, right? Aquaman wouldn't have given a shit. No, you know, he'd been like, "Fuck that shit." Yeah, but his dad in the almost ul- drowned in a car in during this ultimate wave ultimate reason to do anything. It almost hurt my parents. Yeah, my my daddy almost died, and now I see the justness of this cause. So you know, like all good people, we just take a dive off a cliff and um, we're ready to do this. And go, we go. Let's go swim to Atlanta. I have, I am sold. Right, like he just needs a little bit of motivation. I'm good to go. Let's yeah. go. Well, now it's personal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. No. I mean, you know, had this not happened and, you know, Papa Papa Polynesian Rogan was, you know, in a plane somewhere while this happened, you know, like Aquaman, I'm on the sidelines. Yeah, he'd be like, listen, happy hours in 15, just, I gotta go. I'm just a normal dude. Yeah. Got a safe daddy. Jason Momoa does not believe in systemic change. No. He, <laughs> he is a very grassroots from within kind of absolutely. guy. Absolutely. All politics mm-hmm. is personal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we, absolutely. Uh, speaking of uh, politics, we're now entering the city of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently shuttling toward it at the speed of, let's call it, uh, 50 miles an hour, yeah. which anyone in Atlantis, any jerk off in Atlantis, can just like uh, propel themselves through the water. Yeah, they don't even really need speed. to swim. They have like this great propelling type of motion yeah. that they. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it, but it seems to work It happens. For yeah, it happens and it yeah. rocks. But like like all things, right? Like nobody walks in LA. Yeah. Right? Nobody nobody power swims in Atlantis, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're gonna yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna do this, right, we need some sort of overly complicated technological conveyance. Yeah. But I do appreciate I before they bring on that amazing conveyance, oh. I, I do appreciate that the movie does take a minute to explain why all this works. And the explanation they give is that uh, they evolved. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this isn't. They don't do like the nonsense where it's like, well, what does that mean? What are the implications technologically? Where are the metachlorines, David? How do they see at night? Yeah, Quote, their eyes adjust. Their eyes adjusted <laughs> to the dark. Yeah, that is the. Ex- That's that- all we need to know. Willem Dafoe enlightens us. They have adjusted thusly. <laughs> and I'm glad because oh. if they had tried to do more than that, this movie would have been lesser for it. Oh god. And that doesn't get in the way of the best conveyance in a superhero film I've it's coming to mind at least for me and that is this very hot fish car this yes. neon sign of a vehicle Yeah so this is this is where we start we start getting into some of the better world building because Mira is taking um Aquaman to Atlantis proper so that he can speak with Orm who's technically his half brother and you know get into the politics here and she does it she has like her fish car stowed away and this car is great yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's really it's really good. It's overly mechanical, like it's got fins yeah. for yeah. some reason. <laughs> it's, it's got lights. 
that make no sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah. The body lights up they are, for some reason. Yeah, the body lights up. They already explained they have night vision, so they clearly don't need the lights. It has basically like a force field windshield so that it can operate full of water or not full of water. It's it's slower than Aquaman. Swimming, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably a feature, you know? Like They're probably like, I'm tired of getting everywhere so quick. You yeah. know? Like, I want to like listen, listen to a podcast. You know, my dad releases a sweet one. You yeah. know, like, I just want to chill. Yeah, and they, they make their way into the, the kingdom of Atlantis. Yeah, the kingdom of Atlantis are a little title card here. They're about to go on the, the highway, the 408. Yeah, because of... the kingdom of, the kingdom of Atlantis is surrounded. It's like a fortress. Yeah, look at this basically. George Washington Bridge yeah. like, fucking thing. In yeah, Atlantis. like all the traffic has to go in or out this one, uh, you know, this one portal into the city. Otherwise, it gets shot by giant lasers. Yes. Yeah, but the effectiveness of which, as we find out later, a little suspect, extremely but, questionable. Yeah, exactly. And well, and. To be fair, everyone's under the impression they're very powerful because you get the impression when Mira talks about them initially um, that formidable. Yeah, they're yeah. formidable. Ooh. Like they, it's like you'd have to get past the hydro cannons, and she oh. says that with a gravity that they totally don't deserve. So you yeah. think you're given the impression that some state propaganda money went toward you know the the other side. That's of possible because when yeah. you see when you see the setup of Atlantis, you get the idea that there's definitely some colonialization of the local sea life because a lot of um, a lot of like the turtles and the whales and stuff and the sharks look as though uh, you know they've been basically mind controlled by the Atlanteans through technology. Yes. Yeah, they don't explicitly They don't explain, explain any of this, but you just kind of get that impression. Well, and we know they can't talk to them. So the fact they're yeah. doing their bidding, uh, there's clearly some kind of chicanery going on. Yeah, because yeah, because everybody Aquaman's the only one with the actual skill uh, of fish telekinesis. Yeah, they what do you what? scroll up, scroll oh, up. My yeah, bad. Yeah. So they um so they're going through the city. This is the um, you know, the fiftieth or sixtieth, one of these like crazy city reveals, this right. organic meets mechanical type contract like meets bioluminescent lighting. <laughs> yeah, like this this has shown up in so many movies recently. Like the only good one, I think, is probably Zootopia's. That yeah. one and, does have a great one. And and, and the then I remember the first what the first really big one that I remember was from uh, the Star Wars, um, uh, episode the, one when they go into Coruscant. Yeah, like or that might have been episode two, but yeah, they go into the this the planet that's a city. Yeah, because that was pretty early in the CGI era, but that was like one of the first like big CGI city reveals. Yeah, well, I remember and, that one pretty clearly. And it, it, it fits into first. that. It fits into that universe of like you can't escape the city because yeah. it just goes it's everywhere. It's and, and Coruscant in particular is like a thousand stories tall, yeah. so they're like going the the inescapability of that's really cool. Yeah, I think that was episode one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one or the other. The um. But by contrast, this one, it looks like someone just wrote fish on a mind map on a whiteboard, mm -hmm. and then they just picked everything that they thought of All right. spanning off from that. Um, so this one's not quite as exciting. We've talked about this Zootopia one, so I don't have to... I don't have to well, extol like, the virtues of that one. Oh, well, no, but, like, I think like, we hit upon this, like, core idea. Like, David was, like, talking about how... You know, like, how do you plan out the Aquaman movie, right? Like, you're going to take from the from the comic books, like, eh, let's just borrow, right? Yeah. Like, but, you know, we got, like, a lot of money. And you can imagine, like, a group of producers, you know, like, sitting around and, and, and then, like, getting, like, an email, right, from the studio. And then them all just kind of, like, sitting around shocked that it actually says 
$160 million budget. <laughs> yeah, give or take. <laughs> and then they're like, well, we got to use this shit. Yeah. yeah. And, how do and you... we don't have Robert Downey Jr. in the movie. Yeah, so we, get, so we don't have to knock $40 million off the budget for yeah. his salary. Yeah. So how are we going to make this movie? And I think David was right, which is that, you know, just let's just add. Let's just add everything. Yeah. yeah. No subtraction. Punch right? it up. Yeah, absolutely. This, this movie is about what we can do. Yes. <laughs> And yeah. I appreciate that in a movie about an invincible seaman. Yeah, yeah, and I was, that was actually one of the most surprising <laughs> things when we first went into this is I like I really didn't realize like how much just gratuitous world building was Look, really going to be put into this. It's thing. a romp. It, I'm on the record. It's impressive. I'm on the record of just bagging on superhero movies, right? Well, I, I think I comic books this, are fucking stupid. I came into this with so little expectation, <laughs> and then this movie just keeps upping the ante every <laughs> single scene. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it was just amazingly impressive. So... They, uh, they squeeze every dollar out of it. And right. they don't they don't have the conscience. It's the reason why I was going to bring up the Zootopia thing. In Zootopia, they have, I'll harp on it for one half second just to make the point. Um, there is there is a mechanical infrastructure to the way Zootopia is put together. Like, like they go through the biomes. Distinct, and there's five distinct biomes. They, they have the yeah. biomes and they show certain facets of that society to show like, oh, well, this is how this comes together. Like yeah. they have the snow, the snow factory uh, is next to the desert and, you know, they're, it's basically a giant AC system. Yeah. And they're like, they show some of the under... Some of the mechanics. They don't do any of that in no. Aquaman. It's no. clear they didn't like think about any of that they just put like yo we want glowing fish and glowing fish towers and just oh there's no they don't like let's zoom do in it. on anything let's do it they don't they don't show us like oh well yeah, look at this beautiful gear that makes the rest of these no, gears I work mean, i mean in essence we know very little about how atlanteans live their day-to-day -day lives we're well, given none of that but no but i like i like how you design a movie by just like catalog shopping through comic books right there you can see them like with a yeah. stack of aquaman yeah. shit you know they're like flipping through like point to a pain yeah let's do that you're like yeah. oh yeah, this yeah, one has yeah. an octopus let's do let's that put yeah. him in there. oh yeah yeah what what uh, an octopus that plays bongos Sounds fuck yeah great. Yeah. In. Get in. In. I like that. Oh, I like no. that in a movie like Dude, this. Like, I mean, the stupidity of this movie is its strongest virtue. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the best thing about it. Well, because every comic book movie is dumb on some level. Like, just fucking lean in a little bit. Sure. Mm -hmm. Come on. It, don't make a Superman movie, basically, yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, stop trying to justify everything. Yeah, oh. Superman, like this this whole like gravitas they try to put into Superman, it's like, what does it mean to be a... Fuck you. Yeah. You're making a superhero movie. Superheroes are the most escapist thing you can possibly do. It's so let's what, escape. What if I, yeah. What, what would I do if I was better than me? Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's the most vain, stupid bullshit. Like, lean in. Well, and, you know, there's just, there's just something that happens, right? Because, like, you know, the people that, like, liked comic books as children... Right, as they become adults, they feel like they have to like adultize comic books, and that's not the way to do this, right? Like, this is <laughs> like stop taking it seriously. Yeah. Right. This is not to be taken seriously. This is just just childishness, right? And with given a, given a hundred sixty million dollar budget, like don't don't worry about it, right? Don't add more to it. It's not. There's nothing else going on here. Well, add more, other than but the don't romp. don't keep explaining why. Well, like you said, but don't take it seriously. Like, yeah. Why are we taking this seriously? This doesn't have meaning. This isn't fucking Tolstoy. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. 
Stop pondering so much. God Almighty! Yeah, so now, once Aquaman gets Joker in, in theaters, yeah, October twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah on that, board. that'll probably be our uh, next our next DC adventure here. But you know, so we bring we bring Aquaman into Atlantis. We get a little backstory on the original Atlantis yeah. falling into the sea, and then um, it's given as much as explanation a, as it deserves. Yeah. Yes. like millions yeah. of people just, just scan over them. Yeah, and then they <laughs> where's were, the royalty? Yeah, they Focus were, on they that. They were really advanced, and then they sunk, and then they're advanced technologies allowed them to live in a bubble under the sea or so I don't know they don't get into the, the specifics the, the one detail that I will bring up that I do appreciate is that they have these walking mechs yes and just those don't ever show up ever again no, no. they're, they're so, rendered for four seconds yeah, there is so much world building that's literally just used for a shot <laughs> that's like a couple seconds long well, it's unbelievable the the like the like Archimedean like quality to the <laughs> fucking tech and shit. Like no, it's a know. clockwork empire. Oh yeah, it's a clock. It's a it's an evolution from steam power back in, you <laughs> yeah. know back in ancient. Fuck God, I love it. So we all revealed to this. So okay, once again, it's a scene. When do we get all this shit revealed to us? All this backstory nonsense. Oh yeah, There's okay. A little backstory, but. You know that because they're, they're just trying to fill Aquaman, who's lived his life on the surface. You know, kind of on on how we ended up with all these civilizations. Some people evolved fins, some people didn't. You know, so there's a there's a lot of different variations of of aquatic civilizations going oh, on. Oh, okay. And then, but like the 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 the, the Atlantean king that like brought this like downfall of civilization. Right. Uh, what he did it through was this like was the magic trident, right? Yeah. The golden magic actual trident, right? And so. Uh, this king, right, like after destroying his own civilization, um, you know, apparently goes off into exile somewhere and he like dies in exile holding his trident. And this is the magical trident that will give Aquaman yes. supreme ocean master yeah, status. Yeah, we get, we get trump card backstory, yeah. right? And then, um, but of course, like all things that are meant to be hidden forever, uh, he provides a clue in the form of the magic metal pill uh, that they have that is explained to them. Um there is a, of well, course, they have an artifact that they have to figure out how to plug into yeah. something, and they have to find out where this is. But then, of course, you know King Orm, who's busy trying to be Ocean Master himself. You know, he uh, busts in on the party and basically arrests Aquaman. Yeah, there's a fight scene underwater on on land underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every... They're in an air pocket. <clears throat> yeah, under when... the ocean. They never like Jason Momoa has the ability to speak underwater and never does mm -hmm. he's always standing on land with gravity in tow like even when they're underwater in this like bubble of a ship they yeah. always they always bother to bring him into air for mm -hmm. some reason um the only the only conversations that happen in the water are of the aristocratic airy kind between different princes of principalities which happens like four times yeah. uh, just to demonstrate that Orm is a bad person in a perfectly practical way but uh, we'll get to a couple we'll of those that. but it, I, so I love I love when they uh when they capture Aquaman when Orm captures Aquaman this first time Oh that is one of them yeah. it's literally about to happen yeah, so, it's, yeah it's about to happen um so <clears throat> I love so they're in you know cuz this world building you know Orm is in this this uh this hall and it has an architectural influence of like the inside of a whale, which is very cool. However, Aquaman is then in shackles. You know, he's got his arms and legs shackled. But instead of those shackles being secured to something, there's just a guard holding the end of the chain yeah. on each of them. So it seems like a very ineffective way to keep a basically supreme being uh 
incarcerated. Yeah, restraint. Their, their yeah. restraints are suspect. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is uh, but the it appropriate does, amount of respect. To but it show. does. <laughs> I mean, but it does make for a visually very exciting scene. Oh, absolutely. Well, it gives him the unleash the beast yeah. type attitude, which of course he deserves, despite being as humble as he is all the rest of the time, because mm-hmm. he is badass motherfucker. Uh, he just doesn't like exercising it unless he's restrained by uh, his cousin or whatever the hell the relationship is no, between uh, them. No, Orm, Orm would be his half-brother. Yes. Okay, there, yeah. that checks out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the but duel see, is But see, Momoa on. was technically the firstborn by Queen Atlanta, so he technically should have, uh, he should have right to the throne before Orm because he's older, because that's how, like... Uh, and well, and well, this like, is matriarchal. Well, this yeah. Is, but this is also pretty woke, right? Like, yeah. this isn't no <laughs> paterfamilian-based society. First in, first out, first in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they don't give a shit, like... Got a royal vagina. Whatever's coming out of there, yeah, right. In order, mm. has legitimacy. But the thing is, the thing is, Orm isn't all bad. Like Orm has some good points, which is that the land is dumping all their toxic waste and shit in his home. Yeah, right. no, Orm, alt right hero, right? Like yeah. definitely on the message yeah, boards. Just, Orm did nothing wrong. Yeah, all, you know, all like, he wants to do is unite the underwater kingdoms and fight against the land, which has been basically shitting on them for I'm years. Go, I'm going to go farther than that because wow. a lot of Batman villains have a point. Yes. I think Orm is actually correct. <laughs> I think Orm is No, you think that he, morally, he has the... the... No, no, I believe he does. Yeah. If, if, if it is possible to see any moral rectitude in the position of Iran... In yeah. a geopolitical capacity, Orm is absolutely at least on that level. Mm-hmm. Like you know, his his tacit attack on land, which was ambiguous in nature, uh, could be drawn back to Atlantis if you know what you're talking about. There's plausible deniability. Yeah. That's a very common Iranian tactic. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been used recently okay. around the Strait of Hormuz. Like uh, they are an oppressed people. They are being subjugated by. Um, they're being basically attrited yep. by um, by the surface world. Orm is simply trying to reassert. There's there's no specific implication that Orm wants everybody in the land universe dead. They he just wants to survive by well, whatever means are necessary. He just wants them to respect to his area. Yeah, and there's because there's a credible threat to the existence of life underwater. Yeah. So if that invo- if if it's necessary to destroy land to make that happen. So be it. That, that's the way they've clearly already declared war on us. Yeah. Right. So it's that level of geopolitical tension, and Orm is willing to coalesce to make that happen. Yes. He is not doing. He's he's becoming Ocean Master through the legal precedent. Yes. No, I mean he's <laughs> yeah. he, he's working within the law. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's respectable. Absolutely. Um, in an all right neoliberal kind of way. <laughs> um. But no, and, and it'll become more clear that Aquaman is almost certainly not the good guy later on. But we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, he's a hero. He's just not good. And it turns out. So, uh, so yeah. So Orm, Orm makes his big palace speech flanked by the fucking traitors of um, of Mira and and Willem Dafoe. You can't get good help anywhere, man. No. Uh, once again, like the dude's just being being beset upon by yeah. all sides. I mean, he has the weight of the ocean upon him, literally. Right, the good of his people. He's surrounded by fucking traitors. Right, like I mean, his paranoia, anger, frustration, and you you know the recognition of the of violence as a utility to solutions. All, I mean, once again, just like it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason we know that he's evil, aside from how evil he looks, <laughs> is that his first 
ploy with the king, whatever the fuck, the Adolf Lundgren, yeah. the king, is that he, that starts as a deception right. in order to, again, to personalize the politics because the king knows that the land is polluting yes. all of this, the oceans, but it doesn't just, matter yeah. to the king until they get directly attacked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, now it's personal. And how many people die in that attack? Like, fucking nobody dies yeah. in that attack. No, because no. it was just at a tribunal. It's not like the that... That uh, submarine hit the city. Yeah. Very surgical. Yeah. yeah. That's the key. Very surgical. Yeah. Very Iranian. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Orm is right. Um, yep. So then um, Orm's like, Orm's like, bro, you want you want a piece? And bro's like, you know I want a piece. He's like, you sure you want a piece, bro? I mean, I, I got to warn you. We're playing for keeps. <laughs> and Momoa's like, dude, I want the piece. Give me the piece. So they're so going to fight this out. Really? But we have, once again, right? I mean, Orm's just not going to chop his head off while he's restrained, right? Like, he's going to no, put it on the line. Process. Orm yes. had him unconscious at one point. Jesus Didn't just Christ. fucking kill him. Yeah. No, and Orm's like, no, we're going to do this the legal way by fighting in a massive arena in front of the baying by, hordes of Atlantis. Yeah, in, in a ring of fire. In a ring of fire. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, that's how our people do it. Is it fucked up? Yes. But there are laws here. And I'm, this is how our people do this. Yeah. Unbelievable. So here we a go. A man of decorum. Absolutely. No, I mean the restraint, right? Yeah. You have to respect that. Yeah. Orm you know. for Chancellor. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, you know, so so now we have Orm and Aquaman have to fight in the Ring of Fire to see who will reign supreme. Yes. Yeah. And this is a pretty good, you know, decent, melee. Yeah, it's a decent, oh, decent fight. I have no bones to pick with any of the fights in this movie. Some, one of them's too long. There's but one of them. That, we'll get to that one. There's one I think's a little too long. But and, other than that, and like normally, uh, dear listener, I would complain when there aren't stakes in a fight. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of the one punch theory of uh, combat, where you, you in a movie, in a story, you get hit one time and you go down yes. because that's the only way to know how I'm supposed to feel about the impacts of things that are going on. This movie inverts that script in an intriguing way because I know Jason Momoa from the like the first scene where he fights, I know he's invincible. Yeah. He got hit with an explosive round Direct. directly into his chest and didn't even get hurt. Yeah, yeah. it didn't even didn't even burn him. You know, like well, I think it singed him, but that was of no consequence. Like yeah. it, it did nothing to impair him. Yeah. yeah. More importantly, as someone of the water, right? Like a little concussion wave goes through him. I'm kosher. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. Do he doesn't care. And it turns out that's the other way to make the fight okay, because I don't have to sit there and run the calculus. Like yes. when Iron Man is fighting Obadiah Stane in the air and they're punching, I don't know if a punch matters or not. Right. Like I have to do the math in my head. Is like, was does that look like it hurts? I know that no matter what happens. Yeah. Aquaman's fine. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. have. To, I don't have to worry about it. Well, and it, and they exist, right? Like this fight, these fights avoid that uncanny valley of bullshit action, right? Like it's like, yeah, on the one side you got James Bourne, which is that anytime James Bourne fights, some motherfuckers dying, and yeah. it ain't James Bourne, right? Like, <laughs> so that, like that fight is going to end, and it's going to be over, and then you go all the, and then and then it all drips to bullshit. And then you get the Aquaman, where LOL, nothing matters, right? Like, yeah, yeah like I'm gonna be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. We'll be good. And again, I I, I feel. I feel it's important to state this is not like an irony poisoning like I actually enjoy that <laughs> and it's fine yeah like I can deal with that so all right so we gotta go we gotta keep clipping we yeah gotta so, keep clipping. so so we're in you know we're we're doing the ring of firefight Orm and Aquaman and it's not going great for Aquaman and you know there's still stuff that <laughs> needs to be done here <laughs> just watching the stat sheet go oh, yeah, okay, the stat okay, sheet yeah. is Pick good up. um 
they got the pros and cons for the two fighters. Oh, yeah. good shit. Like, did, did we want to go more into this fight specifically? No, no, no. Okay, okay, well, so ba- but basically... I mean, if you've got some generally about Not really, but basically midway through the fight, Mira gets the fish car and decides she's just going to take Aquaman and haul ass out of the city. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not ready. He, he, he preempted the fight. Yeah, you know, and, and she feels like he doesn't understand... He doesn't understand the politics and the way uh, the underwater societies do things enough to even make this a fair fight. We, and moreover, she understands that uh, she can cheat because yeah. only Orm follows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's using the lateral thinking, emblematic of her kingdom. Yes, um, and not of Orm's. Uh, they make they make an escape. It's a very Star Wars ass escape. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, fish, fish car. Fish in car. the fish car. Yeah. Again, going slower than they could swim, <laughs> and while preventing a, while presenting a larger profile to shoot at. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they make it past the hydro cannons and the manta rays, and uh, I don't even know how this. But thing so ends. so then yeah, well, basically, once they they get out of the city, they head back to the land, and we start the Indiana Jones portion of the film. Yeah, we we get a very natural intermission from Pitbull presenting uh, his version of Africa, mm-hmm. renowned Toto song. Um, I don't know; it's toss up for me which which one I'd rather listen to at this point. Not because like. The Pitbull version is good, but I'm fucking sick of hearing Toto's Africa right now. There's I a, a, I a I need a break. Oh no no no! I was I was about to say this okay. is this is this has been the intermission point every time we've watched. Yeah. Well. yeah yeah Like when they go from the sea back to the land, it's a very natural intermission. We're at one ten. It, it's almost it's almost a perfect split in the yeah, movie. Yeah yeah, it's a good time to take a break. Ooh. Speaking of which, yeah. we're back so aquaman is talking to mira yes for like the fifth time about not wanting to do what he's about to do yeah um they spend a lot of time on this plane flying over a desert Mm -hmm. which is basically the sea of the land yeah if you think about it because it used to be ocean but now it's not yeah and it kind of looks like waves yeah it's got all the ocean things you need including uh holes that you can just fall down into giant caverns Chasms, et cetera, et cetera, which happens in a minute. Yeah, just, yeah. We're just cycling through, dear listener. We're watching the movie at the same time because there's a lot of movie to go through. Yeah. So we needed, needed a primer yeah. for that. Oh, we missed. Um, yeah. So everyone's favorite audience surrogate, Black Mana, is back. Mm-hmm. Um, buying with, some weapons from the Lantians. Yeah, he's buying himself some tech. And this tech might actually give him an edge Indeed. on Aquaman. We don't know if this stuff is going to actually be powerful enough to hurt but Aquaman. But evidently it is more powerful than land-based weapons. That's it's like their super secret tech, underwater yeah. tech. Yeah, uh, which only a random land mercenary gets a hold of. Mm-hmm. They don't give it to like any, anybody else. <laughs> yeah. no. Like none of their soldiers. None. Nope. And then we have a straight-up Iron Man ripoff of... Black Manta uh, repurposing said tech for his own outfit. Yeah, this experimental stuff, let me just experiment some more on yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, and I can kind of understand why Black Manta uh, was refusing payment 
because based on this lab, this man already has an infinite amount of money. I don't, yes. I don't really know why he was doing piracy to begin with. Like well, maybe he, that's how he made his initial millions. Yeah, I'm not like this. And then it's just, you know, it's like old things die hard. Like one more big score, man. One more big score. Yeah. Well, I like that he has this impressive engineering scope going through a surface, you know. Laptop. Yeah, because I, yeah, I was yeah. under the impression that this guy was a soldier, not an engineer. But evidently he's both. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a regular Tony Stark in the DC universe. But once again, a fully formed layer, one scene. Yeah. Right, like the scene, a fully formed experimental black manta layer. Yeah, yeah. One scene. Yeah. One scene. We're moving on. Every, yeah, every last one of them. I mean, he already, he met, uh, and granted this was total green screen, but they did have to CG blowing up an island in the background to demonstrate the power of the weapon. Yeah. And that took place in a place we've never seen before either. Absolutely. Yeah. It didn't take place in their like hologram sci-fi bullshit where they met the last time. Mm -hmm. So they. No, it's just on a random beach somewhere. Yeah, they've got a dozen dead drops. Uh, and now we're... We're trudging around with Jason Momoa. I, this this so we're takes looking, longer to get to than Yeah, I so we're looking, you know, like we had mentioned earlier, there's some sort of thing that they need to plug into a thing to find where the trident is. And she so. has a magic locating device that knows where the thing is. Yeah, so now they're basically just looking for the thing to plug the thing in so they can continue their Indiana Jones journey to finding where this original trident is that will give him full superseding power over the ocean civilizations. Well, okay, and then also, but before before they before they find the thing they're looking for, he is explaining to them that they're in the middle of nowhere, right? They've been hugely inconvenienced as the whole like plot is collapsing around them, right? And then they get sucked down into this into this thing. Now this will come back as we end the thing thing conversation, yeah. right? But yeah, just, just the setup for this is that he's complaining about how they're in the middle of fucking nowhere, stranded somehow, right? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, so uh, he gets sucked down into Sandhole. Uh, Sandhole, uh, you know, plum plunges them into an underground crevasse. Um, but of course, he saves her at the right moment, and where he saves her is, of course, rather pertinent because it is, in fact exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Well, she jumped out of the plane for a reason. This is also <laughs> this is also called the Kingdom of the Deserters, which leads me to believe that uh someone misread um desert somewhere and uh they just they just totally reinterpreted it afresh. I thought it was the Kingdom of the des Deserters. Deserters. Yeah. Deserters. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right, I just I'm I must be It's open for interpretation. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. This, this is the, once again the, yeah. the, the complexity, the nuance. Yeah. 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 Is it, isn't it? It's a real literary. Anyway. Okay, uh, just so, one, yeah, one quick gripe. This thing's underground, right? Uh, extremely underground. Yeah. Copious amounts of light source, however. Oh, oh so yeah, much. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Okay, good, their, yeah. Their eyes adjust to the light. <laughs> or the dark, sorry. But the, the, light light, sources... I, the light sources adjust to their needs. <laughs> yeah, they've got, they got plot lighting in the, in throughout this movie. Right. So, oh my God! This is in fact where they formed this the is magic exactly weapon. Where we need to be, and we Wonderful. can plug in this thing into this thing, and then a hologram is going to tell us where we need to go. All right. Also, that telegram, um, kind of vague, but it does open this exciting message in a bottle. Message in a bottle that With contains a map, a map of Sicily. And Sicily, and there's a hard cut from the map. To the place <laughs> yeah. with no explanation of how they get out of oh. the desert, which, yeah. mind you, they fell like a thousand feet <laughs> yeah. into this hole. Like, it literally, it's the same scene. It, it just fades from one to the other. And well, then all of a sudden, they're rom-comming through Sicily, like having a grand old time holding hands. Absolutely, yeah. 
you know, they're hanging out, you know, eating the wrong, you know, eating roses as a bonding exercise. Making right? jokes like, about Pinocchio. Yes, it's all it's all full circle. Yeah, and apparently Jason Momoa has never read Pinocchio. He only watched it, right. which feels kind of turncoatish because Marvel is Disney, not yeah. DC. But that's neither here nor there. Um, they have to figure out how to get to the Trident. The area. Trident, and the only clue they have is this bottle, and they're not worried about that for quite a while in Sicily, but right. then eventually push comes to shove and uh, they decide to actually figure out why the hell they're there. Um, before they before they decide to get down to business, however, Orm is seen taking over um, some by of the force what lesser, he could not take by diplomacy. Yeah, some of the lesser civilizations. Yeah. yeah. One uh, of the kingdoms, but really, like you said, definitely, definitely a, 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 you know, a lesser kingdom. Uh, we know this because uh, they are, of course, uh, fish people. Right? Yeah, are, and then Orm insults them specifically by calling them bloated <laughs> philosophers and flaccid poets. <laughs> An excellent line. And then, um, and highly then, indicative of the decadence yes. of this uh, so-called evolved civilization. Indeed, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, just um, straight up slaughters palace coup style. Uh, you know, the whole the the the, the king and, and his court, and then uh, crowns the uh, juvenile heir to be my ally. Look. How many nations could you take over by killing exactly five people? Uh, good point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Probably about four of them, at least. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. No, Orm knows what he's doing. No, oh, I mean, there we go. Now they're yeah. back. Yeah, but I mean, the U.S. just really needs to take odds to this next time they invade Venezuela. You know, like, just, just you know, insult them, kill the right five people, and you're in. It's it's uh, it's amazing. The CIA's been trying to convince us of that for a long time. Yes, absolutely. It's too easy, in fact. It's too easy. But so the, the, the bottle has a, the, bo the bottle's magic. Yeah. It has a message. The bottle's got some they kind of sick pictograph it. in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now Jason Momoa has to pull on his non-book smarts to figure out uh, where this bottle goes. Yes. Um, and like any good Uncharted puzzle, uh, Nathan Drake has about five options for where this bottle can go. Mm -hmm. um, he does not refer into his little journal, but instead calls upon the knowledge he acquired from Joe Rogan. Absolutely. In his childhood. Uh, mm -hmm. And once again, completely relevant. You know, 60 million Americans, same experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Learning from their fathers. Absolutely. About, um, about the what, ancient... what. Battles of Sicily. What, Roman? <laughs> Romans, <laughs> experimental civilizations that might or may not have existed in the past. It might be Greek. I don't give a shit. Anyway, yeah. uh, Greco-Roman exists for yeah. a reason. Um, so yeah, one, one of the decadent civilizations that was just murdered by Orm, uh, Jason uses his intimate knowledge of that, uh, of those civilizations, in order to determine where the next trident is. But before we can do that, oh another explosion occurs. God, almighty. another and in comes Black Manta, fully suited now. Absolutely, uh -oh. Atlantean technology decked to the nines. Yeah, he's got go. it all. He's got his space swords and his space gun and, and his, his space, space lasers, space eyeballs, or his what? His sea lasers. <laughs> sea lasers. Now, in a plot twist, because Aquaman loves to subvert expectations. You would think that would mean that this is it for Aquaman, but it turns out <laughs> um, that even from the jump, Aquaman appears to still be invincible. Yes. Yeah, um, even Talantian arms. Yeah, we watched, we watched the gun that Black Mana uses blow up an entire island. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and Aquaman just takes it in the chest, and I, I'm not even sure it like burns all the way through his clothes. No, it didn't even burn his clothes. It, David, it doesn't even singe his hair. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like imperviousness. Oh, good but stuff. But this, uh, this fight between uh, Manta and Aquaman and Mira's in and out of this, it basically destroys this provincial little town in Sicily. And this is probably the longest battle in the entire scene. Yeah, we got some, like, like, in like, the entire like, movie. Yeah, like you pointed out, we got some Matrix 2 and 3 sh action yeah, shit going like on this, here. Yeah, this goes on for an extended period of yeah, time. Yeah, they've got some wah 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 sound effects going through jumping through buildings and whatnot, you know. They got the slow-mo, they got the x-ray, they oh, got yeah. it all. Yeah. This, this, this scene does really have was just like a man gasping for water water and air this, yeah. this whole fight seems a little weird it's it's a little too long yes but but again if they had tightened it up a little bit i'd be fine with this mm -hmm. we just have two invincible heroes just running around having a good time the only thing that looks like it hurts jason momoa in this fight is a stab from a sword which generates blood but has no impact on his ability to well, fight. Well, and at then all. what happens is that it has no impact on his ability to fight, and he gets stabbed in the same shoulder, uh, like minutes later in the fight. Yeah, okay. it's um, good stuff. Strong regenerative capabilities. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then and then um, you know, because we're we're about a minute, we're about an hour ninety through this, and by the time we get to the end of this fight scene, uh, you know, the the Black Manta story is basically done yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah, the point of this fight is to get rid of Black Manta, which he does. Even yeah. though we went through this entire origin story to get him into the movie, now he's already out, and we still have an hour left to go. Yes. Yeah, if I needed um, if I needed to cut an hour out of this movie, and I would to satisfy my own standards, <laughs> Black Manta would not make the final cut. No, yep. you could have just brought him in in the sequel, like, mm -hmm. as a yep. new as a new issue. He's he's a totally side boss, mini boss type character. Yep. Like he doesn't he doesn't matter at the end. He no. barely matters in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um but he's he's just not a threat. But I got to say though, you know, the whole the, I mean, once again, we get rid of Black Manta, but but you know, Aquaman, he's a little tired after this fight. You know, he takes a little nap. He is. He, yeah. He does appear to be injured, though. That I literally I'd say no tired. You know. He's, that's fair. Yeah. I fair. mean, he does. He is seemingly mortal. He needs he's a. Beat. He needs a yeah. little endurance break. Yeah, a little nap. He and, needs some R and R. And I mean, and what? What's a better place to take a little reprieve for Aquaman? Yeah. Than on a boat. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So we're on a boat. Yeah. So Mira, who is. More than capable in the water. Aquaman, more than capable in the water. They're both chilling on a yeah. boat in the Mediterranean. And, you, and your wounds? You got wounds? A little kelp. Just rub some kelp on it. Yeah. yeah. You'd be good. I'm okay with the kelp. The boat is utterly preposterous, though. Like, yeah. The, the only reason, the, the boat is my... Um, <laughs> the, the, the boat is my grand thesis for for the way in which this was storyboarded because the boat permits a variety of interesting set pieces... <laughs> Like fish lady playing a recorder. Mira. Who is, spent her whole life in the ocean. She's been in the ocean. Raised of the sea. Full time. Is doing the suit. And granted, it's extremely iconic. Yeah. To have your siren playing a song in the yeah, front absolutely. of a boat. Yeah. And they wanted it in the movie so bad. Uh -huh. They just ignored how fucking stupid it is that they're on a boat at all. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they also, it also allows them. When in the very next scene, once they get done having their heart to heart here, and um, once again he's unworthy, we get it. We yeah, got we, it. I we, mean, look, we understand. He's we, still reluctant about this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the seas start roiling and it's nighttime and suddenly H.P. Lovecraft takes over Rises direction yeah. from the depths for just a little while here. And this they wanted to do on land because <clears throat> there are problems with fighting in the sea. The sea is very good for scale yeah. because it being three-dimensional, it allows things to be enveloping in a way that a land battle can't be. Um but for certain kinds of horror in particular, which the fight that we're watching right now with the Fishmen, this mm-hmm. is very Innsmouth, um, you can shoot things and there's trajectories. Yes. And the the sea doesn't have trajectories. It's very floaty. Right. Yeah. And it's not as sudden. It's mm-hmm. not as... So they wanted that. They wanted yeah. the ability to there's do There's no that hard edges in the sea. No, yeah. I mean, they basically... Yeah, they're on a boat just so that in this... Because uh, these Lovecrafting creatures start attacking them on this boat. And I, I think... It was really just to set up this one harpoon shot where they like sling three <laughs> yeah. fucking Lovecraftian water. I don't, what are these things? Uh, monsters? Water yeah. monsters on a harpoon and just make like a, a big to do out of it. Because basically they just end up jumping in the water from here anyways. Yeah. Which unlocks the most badass visual scene in this movie, right? So yeah. like they're, they're being surrounded and on the boat. least appropriate yes. at the same yeah. time. <laughs> How are we going to fend off these creatures? Uh, let's make some light. We got flares. We got some badass red flares. Let's do this shit. And they escape by, as all things should, because they just happen to be in the right area. We got to jump ship. Yeah. We're right where we need to be. Let's fall into an ocean. We, fanned, we fell into a, a, a sand hole earlier and it, and it gave us the right area. This time we're jumping right in. Yep, fall into a water hole. And they do. And it is fucking. And they swim to depths. They swim. They swim into this. The trench. The fucking trench people. Yeah. This this trench that um, basically takes them to the center of the earth. If I'm understanding correctly. Or at least to a vortex that's attached to it. Yes. Uh, Dave. Very, very accurate there, Dave. Yeah. We we have no fucking idea what this vortex is. And neither do any of the people involved. No. Like like the whole time Mira's had some sort of like KG knowledge of what's going on. You know, she's learned it in Book Smart, etc. They come to this vortex that the um the fish people will not get anywhere near. And yet somehow built their civilization around. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And um Mira says that'll tear us to pieces. And Jason says, well we don't have a choice, and they just jump, just jump into, into it. it. Yes, they just jump straight into it. Um, and it turns out on the other side of the vortex is like a beautiful lost world. Is James Cameron's Pandora? <laughs> yeah. Um, just floating island, mystical, happy mm. land. A lot of fog. Uh, yeah. Crystal blue water. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're basically in the middle of the uh, journey to the center of the earth with Brendan Fraser right now. Absolutely. But 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 this world is inhabited by someone, and it's a very important someone. Yes, we we think it's 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 like converted fish person. No, in fact, it's just person wearing fish person armor. And who is it? It's Atlanta. It's mom. Aquaman's mom. Mom. Mom is hey. reborn. Hey. Minus one parent dying. So we, you know, and I love how, and immediately when he sees his mom, she immediately has to tell him that, you know, the reason she's there and had to, that it's not his fault. Yes. You know, like, it's not his fault that the family broke up and that he needs to, he needs to move on from this anger. Well, but also we get probably a real momentous scene in the movie as well, well because it's, a, it's the first time the only two women in this movie are in the Supreme at the yeah, same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we think, 
oh, they might actually have a word, but no. But no, mom Mom is interested immediately, just needs to go and tell, My baby and tell boy. Aquaman that, you know, it's okay, that none of this is his fault. Right. They do what I'm coining the Bechdel tease. Yes. <laughs> where an intimate moment is about to occur between the only two women of consequence in the film. Yes. And they stare at each other. And then one just turns away to look at the protagonist. Yeah. Look at the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah look at the man. Go, yeah. And then, yeah, we go right back to the man. It's oh, beautiful. Whew, good stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're in the center of the earth, but that's not where the trident is because apparently Atlanta's just been down here for 20, 20 years, years yeah. alone yeah. for no really good reason. And she says, hey, son, I know you just battled the shredding vortex uh, at the bottom of the trench and barely survived. But hey, I need you to go face this uh, undead Lovecraftian ancient uh, that uh, in this uh, through this uh, oasis here through this little yeah. Portal. Because if you get this trident, then all of our problems yeah. are over. I know you'd like maybe a meal or to take a nap or something. No, 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 no. Yeah. we got to keep. We got to move. Which does raise the question, right? Relatively near the end, how much time elapses? From the beginning of action to end of action in this movie, once Aquaman is a man. Because, I mean, because it could be anywhere from like a week to 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to, to tell. They give you no hints. No. Yeah. I thought this whole thing just took over like a like a 36-hour period. You know, I thought it was like a Deadwood episode. Yeah, it could. Yeah. You know. It's, it's entirely possible. And the center of the earth just raises this question because if – if Atlanta has just been down here for 20 years, that's the kind of statement that a crazy person locked in solitude would make. Like yeah. the, the idea that she is even aware of what a year is mm -hmm. in the center of the earth. Or if she has any way of even tracking how much time has passed. Like it's entirely possible she's been down here for five days and just hallucinated that she's been <laughs> down. Like we don't – we're given no – handholds for this. We don't actually know how fast they get from point A to point B at mm -hmm. almost any point in this movie. They just don't, they don't show it. We don't, like the, the conferences, like it, it seems like Orm is taking over the sea at a very rapid. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's a player, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got the means, method yeah. and opportunity. Yeah, I mean, but. Well, and we, we have no sense of distance in terms of like, you know, because the ocean is big. It's bigger than the land. I'm so told. we have. We have, like, no sense of distance of, like, where these civilizations that Orm is busy mobilizing, like, what their proximity to each other are. Well, and I, so, yeah, I mean, but what, it, what, it, what best exemplifies that is that, all right, we got to talk about, you know, he, so he goes in to face the Cthulhu, uh, the Cthulhu ancient, right? Like, the Lovecraftian ancient monster. He goes to the center of the center cent of the earth. Yes, the yeah. center of the center. And uh, there is, of course, the um, the holy MacGuffin, right? Is there um, our magical trident? Our magical magical trident, and sitting in a throne that is was conveniently hauled in from uh, to exile by yep. the king, so yeah. that he had somewhere to sit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna go. You're gonna go in style. I mean, that's yeah. one thing Atlanteans tell us. He was us. the fucking king. And um, you know, but but uh, Cthulhu Ancient tells us that you know, hey, there've been a bunch of people coming around trying to kill me. Not recently, but hey, you're here. You're unworthy. You're a whore. I, I'm I'm the badass. And he does his little fish communal power, and she's and 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 uh, Cthulhu Andrews is just struck by this, right? Yeah. She's like, "Oh no my God, has ever talked to me?" And, yeah, and she's like, she... "This has only happened one time before, and it was like ten thousand yeah, years." Yeah, and ago. I mean, like like anyone who would be reached out so far, it'd be like, you know, the first thing you'd ask is like, "Hey, how did Lost end?" Yeah, um, but no, she's just like <laughs> she's apparently just not concerned about that kind of shit. Um, you know, she's on board, right? Like he grabs the trident, uh, a Cthulhu ancient is on board. 
And yeah, she's like, to... oh, if you can talk to me, like we're cool. Yeah, no, like I mean, I, I mean, what's the, the the symbolism of politics in this world is very powerful, and I'm just, uh, I wish it was that easy, you know. Or just talking to your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who does that? Yeah. So, um, so uh, Aquaman, in needing of a uh, costume change, uh, grabs the <laughs> grabs the trident. <laughs> Um, and yeah, because up until this point, Momoa has been in just street clothes, or yeah, basically yeah. just street clothes, if if even that. Yeah, yeah, um, and he he's given this trident, which confers him armor as well as something else, and it's not clear what it is because yeah, it we looks, already know that he can talk to everyone. Yeah, yeah because it, basically he kind of goes through like this evolutionary DNA or. DMT trip where he he goes through like the evolution of sea life, but he could already talk to everything. So I don't know how that's any more important well, or less well, important. Well, no, but like like all of us, right? You need to kind of hit that level two DMT experience in order to unlock your further powers, right? I mean, we've all been there. Well, that's what I mean. I guess I guess maybe it just gives scope to his powers. Like he knew he could do this, but now he has like the li the evolutionary lineage to like understand it. Yeah. Well, he just. I mean, I mean, the next sequel is obviously he's going to go through ego death, right? And then he'll yeah, be kind of at the at the He'll be he'll be caught up to yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, but yeah. then um, but and then, then he becomes Superman. But, yeah. then, but then he yeah, and then he 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 magically uh after going through this this evolutionary DMT trip and getting the trident um his official Aquaman attire is then is then just on him okay. like it's just yes. there. All right, and though then, he does not acquire blonde hair. No, no, unfortunately, that does not happen. No. So, all right, here we go. So, and what we set that up, initially what we set up about, about just being, about no sense of place or time, time or travel at all. Everything needs to be where it is. After Aquaman, Aquaman's. But the next scene sets us up this major battle, right? Orm has become Ocean Master. He, or no, he's on his way to being Ocean Master. And all the underwater civilizations are basically at a Game of Thrones level. Yeah, he, he comes battle. to the, yeah. and I'm, I'm waiting for the title card to remind me of where we're at, the Kingdom of the Brine, which is different <laughs> than the Trench, but apparently right fucking next door. Yeah. Right, because as this battle commences, and we'll get to the battle in just a second, right? As this battle goes through it, Aquaman appears with Julie Andrews' Cthulhu monster, Right at this right battle. Right in the middle. Right fucking right where it needed he to be. He basically Look, just emerges. Out of the bottom of the out fucking of the bottom ocean. ocean she, oh, from it. Yeah, because yeah, the center of the earth is everywhere. close to everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it's yeah. It's inside us all along, Ryan. Yeah, so there's like this, oh, this, there's this palatial battle of all these different civilizations all going going at it. Uh, it there's red hard. crabs. It hundreds of blue dolphins. Hundreds of thousands of beings. Yeah, I mean yeah. there is there is a lot of life forms in this battle. It's hard I don't it's hard to tell who's fighting who, um, but it is vast. Uh, but all it's basically seems to be trying to convey is that a lot of creatures are dying. Yeah. Because that's all that's happening. Oh my Christ. And and this is, again, this is where it being in the sea as opposed to on land um, comes into play because that third dimension yes. means that when there's a platoon of sharks, it can not only be deep, but yeah. tall. Yes. Like you can have a giant cube of dolphins or whales or what have you. Um, and they bring that into full effect, and it's very cool. Yes. And then all of a sudden, there's a giant Cthulhu monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this just throws everyone's plans into just abeyance. You know, Orm was going to Orm all over the Brine King, and now he's got to deal with giant Cthulhu monster. Um, and Aquaman at the head of this gigantic spearheaded monster 
also brings with him the cavalry. And in this case, the cavalry is whatever massive amount of sea life was engaged in this battle by being conscripted by the Atlantean societies. He's got the remainder, you know. He's got every other yeah, fucking sea creature. Yeah, because now he's just he's just uh, he's just communicating with all of the sea life, absolutely telepathically, so that it all converges from at once. From blue whales to every hermit crab in a thousand mile radius. Yeah, and I mean, this looks it looks pretty brutal. Like, I mean, tons it, of things must have died in this battle. This is un the, the yeah. amount of carnage is yeah. fucking unreal in this thing. And by the way, you might think that the film I try to like undersell this a little bit. Fuck no. no. It is just swarms of sea creatures slaughtering each other. This is the yeah. million fish kamikaze oh, attack. Yeah. God almighty. And this, and I, I want to remind the viewers that we have not dealt with, you know, because in the beginning we had that small squirmish with the land where Orm was kind of pissed off at the land. Like the land has not been implicated in any of this. Not only do they not know that this is going on underneath them, like the internal struggles has made the land a complete non-issue essentially <laughs> since the beginning of this film. Well, and it's also important to realize that Orm's master plan is this huge, massive fucking conflict between the, the Atlantean societies and this brine kingdom in order to become strong enough to attack the land. Yeah. Right. Like anyway, so, um, and, and through the, this just massive fucking meat grinder of sea life, that is this fucking battle. Um, Aquaman gets blown off his Julie Andrews monster, and um, you know suddenly in this fucking cacophony of warfare, him and Mira he gets share, the girl. Yeah. Share a fucking intimate moment. I just let's just let's just stand still because it's one thing you want to do in a chaotic battle of fucking death is well, just, and, just slow slow down, baby. Well, and it's and what it, what is occurring symbolically in the background of this kiss is just preposterous because this this is not peace. This is the no. absolute apex of a war. No. And they're they're having their moment yes. yeah, in and, the middle of that. And somebody as laid back as Momoa, like you just you have to imagine like this isn't what he wants. No. No. I feel like he was corrupted mm -hmm. by the very system he wished to be um a, not he wished not to be a part of. Right. And in assuming power was corrupted. Yeah. Which is why my interpretation of this is that uh, Julie Andrews is actually in truly Lovecraftian fashion is a satanic creature <laughs> that has possessed Aquaman for yes. evil. Because again, Orm's fight with the land, though it is bloody and messy, is justified. Right. Aquaman's fight with literally everybody, Every, everybody? is unjustified. No, it's right. not. It's there is not no, justified. Th there's no justification here. Though and, a legal justification is weak, right. it is is preeminent morally. And Orm's Orm's allies that he accrues through mm -hmm. this film, right? I'm not I'm not justifying every action that he took in order to get it. But he first started off with reason. Yeah. Right? And he then did brought try them to do to, it through diplomacy. I mean, yeah, well, and in true Machiavellian terms, right? Sometimes politics remind us, re requires us to dip into the dark arts, but ultimately the goal is to build that consensus. Aquaman's army is is brought and his allies are brought through magical mind mind control ability, through manipulation. Yeah, like he doesn't. Do you think the Aquaman sits There's no down? Empathy going no, on. Yeah, do you think he sits down with every sea creature's representatives and tries to reason with them in order to just horribly sacrifice themselves on the anvil of his fucking coronation? No, he corrupts them from the inside. Amen. All right, and I think that your theory there is absolutely <laughs> correct. 
So Orm and he see each other across the battlefield because they need to. Uh, they end up being... But then we we still have to have the final the fi rematch. Yeah, leading to the final match. And this, of course, takes place not in water. No. Yeah. But on upturned fucking barge of this uh, fucking war, um, everyone seeing this happening supposedly just like says like, hey, let's fucking check this shit out, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, really, I mean, it's kind of strange, right? Because what we're seeing here is this battle for political legitimacy, right? Because what what what's, what uh, Mira told uh, Aquaman is that if you go through this magical quest and achieve this magical item, you will have ultimate legitimacy. Yeah. Like people will take the, you seriously. The, the people. The people. The people. Yeah. Will recognize you as a rightful heir. So you don't have to worry about if you feel like you're ready. Like yeah. The people will accept you. The silent, invisible masses. Indeed. And apparently it this does come to effect because he does win the fight. And, of course, he proves himself to the seeming dozens of survivors of this horrible battle that just occurred who comes up to witness this. And what makes this even better is this is Orm, you know, still playing by the rules. He's They're doing yeah. another duel. Dude, fair is fair. D despite the fact <laughs> <laughs> that Orm didn't do all that well in the duel before Aquaman True. became Aquaman, yeah. he is still insisting on playing by the rules and Aquaman is going to beat him in the competition that Aquaman was always part of, because Orm is actually institutional in nature. Yes. He's not supposed to win fights on his own. He's supposed to be a coalition builder, mm -hmm. but he wants to win by himself. Yes. And there's no philosophical backbone to that other than the fact that he's a busybody, and that is his ultimate downfall to begin with. Right. So, because if he had not been a busybody following the rules... He would have just capped or compromised mm -hmm. Aquaman back when he had him in chains. Well, yeah. Look, look, look. All right. Well, one thing is just Orm believes in Atlantis. Yeah. Right. He believes in what it means to come from that. He believes in upholding its traditions. Right. Our our stories to our myths define us. Orm is upholding that. Right. And Aquaman just comes in and is like, it's a little old school. You know, I'm of the new school. I don't care. I want to. I don't want to belong. Well, well, because, My test scores are fucking great. Well, because well, and theoretically, you know, the reason they need Aquaman is so they can bridge this divide between the land and the sea. But that is never actually an issue in the film. Yeah, no. that's true. Yeah. So the reason he needs to become king is actually not pertinent to any of the story in this movie. Aquaman never sits down and says, "Is is what I'm doing actually good for Atlantis?" Right. He doesn't know what Atlantis no. needs. No. No, he defers that to authority. Exactly. Oh, that's true. In all yeah, cases. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is merely the tool. Right. So he wins the fight by killing the trident. Bam. And uh he then Orm's <laughs> trident, but he does not kill Orm because Mom. Mom. Mom wants the kids to get along. Mom. The matriarchy wins again. Yeah. Absolutely. So He's up. He's like, fucking do it, bro. Like law, you know, you got to kill me, right? This is the ancient laws of, of kingly combat. I'm ready to die. I'm accepting of this. And mom's like, JK, you know, like you're honey. This She's is like, I haven't seen you guys in forever. It's yeah. great to have the family back together. Absolutely. You were wrong, yeah. by the way. Well, I know I wasn't here to tell you, but I just want you to know that upon seeing me for the first time, thinking me dead and upon seeing me for the first time in 20 years. You can definitely tell who the favorite child is. Yeah. You were wrong. And I love you. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Or something. Take him away. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Take him away. Be gone. Be gone. <laughs> Into the ocean. Into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And literally a wave whisks him away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. So I just want to, before we kind of get to the end. All right. So 
who are the Atlanteans? Well, we have no fucking clue. No. Right? The only exposure we have to this great, massive fucking civilization are the unmasked Atlanteans, who are the royalty. Yeah. This mutilated because the the other the other captain guy or whatever his name is that we see of the Atlanteans who hunts down Mira in the in the action scene in Sicily. Yeah. yeah, commander something. He's the only other Atlantean we see. And what is he? He's this fucking like grotesque, mutilated fucking creature, yeah. right? Yeah, a plebeian. Who Every, can't even breathe air. All the other Atlanteans are, are we only see Atlanteans in, in the other scenes in these two formats. One is the baying, fucking violent football audience that oversees the Ring of Fire, right? This is the only other time. That's yeah, we those see, are like, We yeah. see the Atlanteans exposure yeah. to this. Yeah. The only time we see Atlanteans, they are literally faceless sea cyborgs in these massive suits that just strip them of all fucking potential humanity, right? That's that's the only Atlanteans, that, the, the people, as Mira describes them. <laughs> this is the only time we see the people in this film. Uh, and it's, it's really well done because, you know, like, fuck them. Like, this yeah. isn't about them at all. <laughs> like, they are chud. They are fodder to be ex- to be sacrificed on the altar that is Aquaman. Uh, and, uh, and, um, I re- and once again, why this why is this movie so good? Doesn't over it doesn't overcomplicate things, right? Like don't it doesn't tell you that it's important. It just like just just handles it in such a clean, concise way. And, and I so good. I d- and I like that because I don't need a complex movie to talk for two hours about it. Right. Like this is one of those uh, Rob Zachney of uh, Waypoint and Three Moves Ahead mentioned mm-hmm. this recently. Um, when people say that a movie or a book's like, you know, it has problematic, th- but it's got people talking. It's like, I can, I can talk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need, I don't, I don't need a problematic text right. to work with, to speak pretty much endlessly about anything. The key is to find things that are fun to talk about. And Aquaman being as ideologically consistent in specific subversive ways. Right. Um, is one of those movies. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching it both times I watched it. Now the third, now we've watched it basically a third time. Um, I, I have no problem with them making a sequel to this film. Well, they set up the sequel because after a Game of Thrones ripoff credit sequence, we see that Black Manta was retrieved from the water by da 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 da. The one Asian character who's the, who's the conspiracy, who's the uh, marine biology conspiracy, uh, conspiracy. Stephen who, Chan or something? Yeah, yeah, who's actually the only land-based individual outside of uh, Aquaman's immediate family that is even aware that there's any underwater civilizations anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no and idea. And him and Manta seem to uh, have hooked up uh, at the end of the credits which just leads us to believe that, uh, you know, Black Manta will rise again for the well, sequel. I have, I have some good news for you, right? So our next uh, our next uh, movie crew podcast, um, Aquaman 2, 2022. So, so yeah, yeah, no, I don't I don't see any other movie as, as good as this one coming out in the intervening times. So. Oh, I thought you guys were all up in the Joker shit. Look, look that's, yet, that's TBD, right? That's TBD, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, I we'll doubt, see if that one's worthy. I mean, if there's a couple scenes underwater in Joker, it might approach... Aquaman, but you I know. just don't see how the world building is going to come anywhere close. And oh, certainly not. No, yeah. no. I mean, look, we it's, you got to get Gotham, Chicago. We fucking get it. All right, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's grimy cities everywhere. It's not yeah. that exciting. Oh, baby. But uh, but yeah, this is a movie. Sure. It is a movie. Fucking, is. Yeah, yeah. This is like I said. This is the most culturally relevant movie that we've ever covered. Well, but I think so. Right, like we've. 
All right, so the, the good superhero movies that exist in the last 20 years, right? Like, for my list, uh, it's very clearly either the first Iron Man um, or um, or Deadpool, the first Deadpool, um, or if I'm being if I'm being trendy, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and like those that. three, and I, I've uh, those have been my like selectively viewed. I saw Iron Man in the theater because I was like the superhero movies. What's going on here? Yeah, but, I, did. yeah but, I saw that one. But too. since then, I've kind of like realized this is kind of horseshit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's really getting some horse shitty. But what Aquaman and why it is also good and more importantly better than most DC movies um, or, is oh, that or Marvel? Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, because the other three were Marvels, I guess. Yeah, Adam, yeah. I guess. Well, Marvels yeah, definitely pumps out way more than the DC verse. But what Aquaman kind of shares with with uh, with you know the first Iron Man and Deadpool and Thor Ragnarok is this fucking like you know like actual little bit of like. You know, irreverence with the with the characters. I mean, not so much Aquaman here, right? Because, but the the tone of Aquaman just 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 doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like it just keeps going. It's, it's subtextual irreverence. Oh God! Yeah, it isn't the characters having fun. It's exactly the script having fun. And and then Iron Man and Deadpool, right? They're all having fun together. Throw Ragnarok. See, I, a have, bit of I that. have a hard time categorizing Deadpool as a comic book movie because um. Only because like I like that movie as a romantic comedy, which is why Deadpool Tool doesn't work for me at all. Um, but like Deadpool's my favorite romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so like I I I forget that that's actually a comic book movie because I don't categorize it in that in that way. Okay, guys, I gotta just point this out. In the post credit sequence, we're in like the workshop of the Asian oceanographer, marine yeah. biologist that. Is- He's watching clips of himself. On <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, that character is a wild card. And again, like I with, hope that he is a more central character in oh. any upcoming sequels that we do have. Well, Aquaman, to. I mean, where are his parents? Like, we just got to get Aquaman to kill his parents. Boom, enough motivation. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah, there's no one else to work with. I mean, and this is the problem, I guess, with the Joker. It's like the first trailer of the Joker contains a film that DC is just incapable of making yeah. like there's there's a great fucking movie hiding in there this asian man this marine biologist could be a great character and i've just dc has just never put out a character as good as the one in my head right mm-hmm. yeah. so i just don't trust them to do any i agree to do right by him which is unfortunate but again aquaman has other things going for it yep. it doesn't it's not like batman where if the Joker's not good, the movie's just trash. Yeah, yep. because Batman's just not that engaging on his own. No, and mm. I'm glad DC has finally recognized that. Mm. Like, the creative direction, they, they this movie's just called Joker. This yeah. movie's not yeah. called Batman. Yeah, yeah, no, that, sh- that should be... They took him off the billing. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that should be helpful. We'll uh, see. Moving forward, yeah. So, um... You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, 2022, I'll be in line for the. I'll actually, I, I will, I might go see Aquaman 2 if in the theater. If this is in 3D, yeah. I'll go see it in the theater. We did. We almost watched this in 3D. We had technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, I tried. I, one of the pairs of 3D glasses was not functioning, but this movie does. This movie is definitely meant to be in 3D. Like it was the way, shot. Like the it. way the, the fights are structured, the use of uh, visual space in the under, underwater sequences. Um, 3D, I think, does lend an additional uh, depth to this that you don't get from the 2D version. Yep. It is interesting. Like depth of field, not yeah. depth of so uh, fucking content. Oh, I thought you meant depth of oceans. So yeah, that's that, well, that, that helps too. That yeah. helps but too. But uh, it, it was funny. I mean, we're, I already feel like a size queen about uh, projectors to begin with. Like, I don't like watching movies in non-projection size displays. 3D somehow, even on a hundred inch screen, like you, you need the IMAX. Yeah, to get yeah. 3D soon, to work. We're, yeah, we're we're watching this on a film projector, 
in 3D with the glasses, the first thing David says is like, well, we really need uh, to be in the IMAX to watch We need this. a bigger screen. <laughs> well, it's weird because you get this, and I even, I almost feel like I had this experience with uh, The Hobbit the one time I watched it because I watched it, um, they did that amazing high frame rate 3D thing for The oh, okay. Hobbit. And that made it just look like a stage play. And I actually yeah. really liked that aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Like, it was bad for the movie, but the movie was bad anyway. The movie wasn't great, So yeah. it made, you know, it gave me something to... But it, it's funny because it looks toy boxy, even right. on a hundred inch... Like, a hundred inch screen in a home is preposterous. Like, this is, this is a stupid thing that more than one of the people sitting around this table have at their disposal. Yeah. And, and I won't go back because everything else looks like you're watching it on a computer, oh no, it's, computer monitor why live, once you go there. <laughs> why I live in the past. But you have like this. <laughs> but you have. Um, but it's weird because you get this toy box feeling because you the edges of the screen are always that like you can see you look like you're peering into a box yep. that contains the movie. And that effect is kind of funny, too. Um, it's like those old school 3D viewers where it was like the glasses and you put the card. Yeah. You just put the card in. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. like yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> Which is an entertaining thing in and of itself. But if you're trying to make it look like the entirety of the sea is killing itself, I feel like you need the whole. I mean, well, I guess you, Aquaman you can't 2. able to escape. 3D IMAX. Yeah. Aquaman as Captain Planet. Um, yep. Fighting the trash. I was actually expecting, I was expecting more of a, a Captain Planet feel to this. And outside of like the one trash dumping scene, it's never really brought up again. Like I thought it was going to hammer that point no, a little bit more. No, because that's propaganda for the bad guy. Yeah, it's Orms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the bad guy was the one who was morally in the right here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and there you go. That's well, why this movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's morally thick. Ugh. All right. Do we have any idea what we want to do next it, as an intermission between here and the sequel? Oh, shit. I don't need I don't know. know. We'll, yeah. we'll come up with something. Absolutely. Yeah, like we've got... Yeah, like I said, it's not that it's not that we haven't been watching movies. We just haven't been talking about them. Yeah, we haven't chosen... I mean, we have. We, we we've watched two. some. We've watched some garbage, though. Yeah, we've watched quite a few bad movies. Look, I will defend Cop starring James Woods. From like... 89. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll defend that to my dying day. I didn't even remember we watched that. Oh. Um, yeah, we watched was... the 2009 Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, we watched that with um, with Walter White as, uh, what is it, Brian Cranston? Yep. Yeah. Eas- easily the best. Like, I, sometimes I forget that there is, like, there are tiers of actors. It's not like yeah. Well, because can do the it. jarhead that's the main character is terrible in mm-hmm. that. It's, it's really staggering. Like you would think that after a while, as the industry matures, even with the rot, that anybody who's in the A tier of act, like they'd all be able to just do everything. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly not true because yep. Brian Cranston is just like a superior actor. Well, and then the lady who was his wife who got killed in the first 10 minutes is like Juliette Binoche, who's like a really decorated French actress. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a legit actress. And they, ki- they got they rid ki- of both they, of them. Yeah, and they kill him right at the beginning, and we're stuck with this jarhead that, like, cannot carry a movie trying to carry this movie. Was, and what else? What else did we, I watched Videodrome. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, another James Woods. We had, going, we had a James Woods spell there. A little James a Woods yeah. Oh, yeah, thing going on. Happened. That yeah. was, Long yeah. live the new flesh. Um, Nicole, we did We did all of the Verhoeven Red Planet. Uh, uh, Total oh, right. Recall we and did Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, we, and Total we did Recall. Robocop and then didn't talk about it yeah. after alluding to yeah, it for, like, Yeah, Robocop, episodes. excellent film. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, excellent it, film. W- 
And Verhoeven in general is great because before there was CGI, people did makeup effects, and Verhoeven uh, spared most of them. no expense on makeup effects, and it it really adds something. Oh yeah, no, it's it's cool, and CGI can't replicate that. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't have the same tactile feel that like those makeup effects have. Verhoeven's movies are so gross. Yep. Like CGI just is not as disgusting as yes. anything his uh, his design studio puts out. Um, Although else? with Halloween coming, uh, if we do something like in the Mouth of Madness, we'll get some more makeup effects. I have so David, you you mentioned your uh, penchant for uh, for for practical you know horror and violence, uh, and that is really what I focused on. In Mostly my, violence. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But that's what I focused on for my uh, for my list of so potential Halloween, Halloween movies. movies. Oh, I got some I got some doozies for us too. So, are we oh. going to name any of those? Or oh, okay, okay yeah. So the potential list. Yeah, are, we don't. Um, yeah, these are all potential. We don't know what the yeah. Reanimator's obviously really good there. Prince of Darkness, another a John Carpenter film from the mid '80s, is also on there. That'll have some really fun practical effects in it as well. Um, and then yeah, Reanimator will be great, especially if you want a little bit of gore mixed in for your uh, you know like you said grossness. Reanimator will definitely also. By the way, we kind of alluded to the Lovecraftian themes in this Reanimator direct lineage to an actual okay, Lovecraft okay. text. So that can be uh, that can be a good one to choose. I got Phantasm in there just because it's fucking weird, and I know none of you have seen I've it. I've never seen that. Oh, even better. So uh, and then I got a couple Japanese ones in there for us. Uh, I got a Miyaki uh, Gozu is one of his in there as well. It's the Yakuza horror. I've probably seen that, but it would have been like okay. nineteen years ago, so I don't remember. And then um. And then, uh, just because I've never seen it, but I hear it's like both, it's it's really, really good, bad, is um, The uh, Exorcist th- 3 with okay. uh, George C. Scott. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know, 1991's Whoa. Exorcist 3 with George C. Scott. So, um, Whoa. But I hear that's real good, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've not seen that one, so. Okay. But, yeah, that's our potential holiday selection. I got a couple other ones thrown in there as well, but. Uh, there is a month between September and October, though, and there is a movie that, Ryan, you and I both saw uh, in theaters. Nicole did not, but it is now streaming on video. Oh, so we can we can get to it. We can do John Wick three. Oh, very oh, good. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, we did watch. We watched two of the John Wicks, and then I pussied out on seeing the John the Wick three the in the theater, theater yeah. because two was so bad. I didn't want to sit through it, but consensus. You're not wrong. Consensus yeah. is that three is much better than two. The three, they have learned all the lessons and they applied them. Like the, <laughs> that movie, I cannot imagine someone being excited for John Wick three, going into the theater and not being blown away by what they made. Like it's, okay. it's exactly well, the movie they I was they so not excited about John Wick three that I just didn't, see it. Look, it is rare that the third movie of a trilogy has is made me excited strongest? had made yeah. me excited for the fourth. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I won't go that far because I am prepared to be disappointed. Oh. But as far as th- third movies go, yes. it's up there. Well, like, I mean, well I, actually, I have to say, uh, the, who did the best of that was uh, Die Hard. The fourth one, I think, is the strongest. Really? Film. With Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. Oh, God. That one's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It's... It's got like Die Hard one, of course, has the it it has a quintessential Bruce Willis, but there are two kinds of dad. Yeah, and he's the young dad. He's the quintessential young dad in Die Hard one, and then he's the next generation old dad, dad in Die Hard four. four. Yeah, he's perfect in both. Yeah. So one he's got some hair, one he's got no hair. Yep. Yeah. 
We could do those at some point, too. I thought we did Die Hard. We watched Die Hard together. We watched Christmas. That was uh, our, yeah, yeah that's Christmas. your favorite Christmas Yeah, I don't, favorite I don't think we reviewed it. We don't review movies that are that high profile, usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we broke that fucking rule. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's all on the table now. We can do anything now that Aquaman's out there. <laughs> for number 66. Well, it's time to go start prepping for this hurricane that may yeah, or may a, not ever come. a Category come. 5 hurricane about 100 miles from here. <laughs> but on the plus side, it's not moving, so we yeah. don't know if it's going to hit. Yeah, who knows? Maybe there was an update. Let's see if there was an update. Well, that looks exactly the same. Uh, what do we got? We are still in the cone of uncertainty. Uh-oh, it's touching. It's touching. Oh, my God. Yes, we right now we are living in the cone of uncertainty. Absolutely. Yes. And not just not just literally. And even if it goes all the way out here, we will get some amount of bluster. So we're not going to miss it entirely. Yes. Which is good, because I need it to blow some shingles off the roof of my old house before I sell it. So insurance covers the costs. Well, yeah, I was hoping... Fingers, fingers I, crossed, I, I, David. I was oh, hoping absolutely. I would get some some free trim tr tree trimming out of it. So. Yeah, I want... I'm looking for... There's, there's a golden ratio, because... There's a really good chance the current roof of this house is not strong enough to put up with, like, actual hurricane force winds, but I think it's stronger than the one at the other house. Okay. So as long as it straddles that band, uh, I'm golden. But, yeah, we're, we're, living, we're living in uncertainty now, so. True enough. And loving every minute of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Ryan, Nicole, thanks for being part of the Machination Log. Thank you. Good morning, everyone.